Coming up on 5-Minute News. US braces for arrival of vaccinated international travellers. Houston officials probe concert deaths as morning begins. And Glasgow negotiators seek to resolve climate challenges outside of the spotlight. It's Monday, November 8. I'm Anthony Davis. The United States is expecting a flood of international visitors crossing its borders by air and by land today, after lifting travel restrictions for much of the world's population first imposed in early 2020 to address the spread of COVID-19. United Airlines is expecting around 50% more total international inbound passengers today compared to last Monday when it had about 20,000. And Delta Airlines chief executive Ed Bastian has warned travellers should be prepared for initial long lines. Delta said in the six weeks since the US reopening was announced, it had seen a 450% increase in international point-of-sale bookings versus the six weeks prior to the announcement. White House spokesman Kevin Munoz said on Twitter, as we expect high demand when the US lifts its existing air and land travel restrictions, we are taking critical steps to be prepared by providing additional resources. The Biden administration has held multiple calls with US airlines to prepare for the influx of additional travelers that will begin arriving at US airports and has warned travelers crossing from Canada and Mexico by land or ferry to be prepared for longer waits starting today. For Bhavana Patel, a flight from London will take her to New York today to see her first grandchild after more than a year of watching him grow via FaceTime. Investigators yesterday worked to determine how eight people died in a crush of fans at a Houston music festival as families mourned the dead and concertgoers recounted the horror and confusion of being trapped in the crowd. Authorities plan to use videos, witness interviews and a review of concert procedures to figure out what went wrong on Friday night during a performance by rapper Travis Scott. The tragedy unfolded when the crowd rushed the stage, squeezing people so tightly they couldn't breathe. 24-year-old Billy Nasser, who had travelled from Indianapolis to attend the concert, said about 15 minutes into Scott's set, things got really crazy and people began crushing one another. He said he was picking people up and trying to drag them out. Over the weekend, a makeshift memorial of flowers, votive candles, condolence notes and T-shirts took shape outside at NRG Park. The dead, according to friends and family members, included a 14-year-old high school student, a 16-year-old girl who loved dancing, and a 21-year-old engineering student at the University of Dayton. The youngest was 14, the oldest 27. Houston officials did not immediately release the victims' names or the cause of death, but family and friends began to name their loved ones and tell their stories yesterday. Thirteen people remained hospitalised on Sunday. Their conditions were not disclosed, but over 300 people were treated at a field hospital at the concert. City officials said they were in the early stages of investigating what caused the pandemonium at the sold-out Astroworld Festival, an event founded by Scott. About 50,000 people were there. Authorities said that, among other things, 
They will look at how the area around the stage was designed. As this year's UN climate talks go into their second week, negotiations on key topics are inching forward. Boosted by a few high-profile announcements at the start of the meeting, delegates are upbeat about the prospects for tangible progress in the fight against global warming. Laurent Fabius, the former French foreign minister who helped forge the Paris Climate Accord, said the general atmosphere had improved since the talks began on October 31st, and most negotiators want an agreement. But negotiators were still struggling on the weekend to put together a series of draft decisions for government ministers to finalise during the second week of talks. Each conference of the parties, or COP, ends with a general statement. It's as much a political declaration as a statement of intent about where countries agree the effort to combat climate change is heading. A flurry of announcements at the start of the COP26 talks in Glasgow on issues, including ending deforestation, cutting methane emissions, providing more money for green investments, and phasing out the use of coal, could be reflected in this final declaration. Even though only some countries signed on to each of those deals, others would be encouraged to add their signatures at a later date. Affirming the goal of keeping global warming at or below 1.5 degrees Celsius by the end of the century compared to pre-industrial times is also seen as important. With greenhouse gas emissions continuing to rise, host Britain has said it wants the Glasgow talks to keep 1.5 degrees Celsius alive. One way to achieve that would be to encourage rich polluters in particular to update their emissions-cutting targets every one or two years, rather than every five years, as now required by the Paris Accord. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate, and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health, and climate, delivering independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. On the morning of August 1, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery and I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects.